Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. Coming up this week, a Florida woman is suing Disney after falling off a horse on Prince Charming's regal carousel in the Magic Kingdom. More information is coming to light on Universal's latest edition. And Richard Branson is getting into the cruise business. And a little later on, we give away our favorite things for 2014. And we talk with Disney legend Jody Benson from our show On Board the Disney Magic for Podcast Cruise 5.0. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 760 for the week of December 9th, 2014. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney Cruise Line vacation. Receive up to $600 in shipboard credits when you book with Dreams. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Warner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi, Kevin Close, Teresa Eccles, Julie Martin, and back in the production nook, our producer, Dustin West, along with associate producer, Grumpy Cat Craig Williams. <laughs> it is great to be here. We are just back from an amazing week on board the Disney Magic for Podcast Cruise 5.0. It was just stunning. A stunning event, a stunning cruise, uh, a, an amazing 50th birthday for me. Uh, the best birthday I've ever had. I mean, to celebrate your 50th birthday on Castaway Key in a cabana and then have that amazing party with 300 of your friends and have the characters come in. And it was, it was awesome. And, of course, dinner at Palette. I don't think it gets better than that. That does seem to be the trifecta. <laughs> it seemed to be a home run, right? And, again, I, I just have to thank uh, John and Kevin, Kathleen and Tracy in particular, Tracy Heinrichs from uh, Dreams Unlimited uh, for the amount of stunning amount of work that went into this <clears throat> and knowing what the challenges were that you were dealing with behind the scenes, how flawlessly it all went went off. And that's John's special gift that he deals with all this drama behind the scenes. Yet to our guests, it was seamless. It was seamless, and I've had a few people uh, had a few people say that to me. Thank you, I appreciate that so, very much. Just a great job by by everyone, and uh, uh, I really encourage everyone to stay tuned uh, after this for the show that we recorded from the Magic, and uh, we have uh, cruise director Brent Davies on the show with us, as well as Disney legend Jody Benson, um, and we have a montage of the concert that Jody Benson gave on the ship. Absolutely amazing. You do not want to miss this. It's coming up right after this show. And uh, uh, I know people are going to ask, why aren't you just releasing the entire concert legally? We are not allowed to do that. But we were given permission to put this montage together. So that's why you're getting a montage and not the whole show. <laughs> so anyway, uh, very, very excited about that. Like I said, coming up after, after this show. And uh, also got some stuff in housekeeping. Want to remind everyone that we have some new shows coming up. 
the first week in January. Now, just so everybody understands what the schedule is, we have one more show. This is actually my last show for this year. I'm going to be in California next week with the uh, Disneyland Backstage Magic Tour that we're doing. But uh, we do have a show coming up next week. After that, we are on hiatus for the holidays. And this show will return on January 6th at its usual time, 1 p.m. Uh, January 7th, The Trip with Jenny Lynn Knopp and Teresa Eccles will go live 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, also going up on YouTube the following day. And on January 8th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, Craig Williams hosts the rebooted Universal show with uh, Jenny Lynn Knopp, Dustin West, and Rhino Clavin. Uh, and uh, every other week, Ms. Julie Martin Yay. will be there. Uh, so all that coming up. Plus, we may have another show, another new show to announce, but we're not ready to do it yet because we're still working out some details. But we may have another new weekly show coming up in January time frame. Um, and while we're talking about next year and events, um, y'all have been asking me more times than I can count when we are going to do our next seven and seven, seven resorts in seven days. February 3rd will be our next seven and seven segment. Um, we're going to be uh, visiting resorts uh, early part of January, doing all our stuff. And then we'll have that show ready to go up February 3rd. So those of you that have been asking about that, we are rebooting it. We're going to do them every two years. I'm not going to do them every year. And even though we didn't, we didn't finish all the resorts two <laughs> years ago, we got most of them. So a lot of the resorts we didn't get last time are going to be first up this time. And, uh, but then we're going to go back and do the other ones throughout the year. So we are very excited. It's going to be a busy week i'm looking forward to that those, oh, are those so were much so much fun. fun those were a lot of yeah. fun but we got to schedule it different this time because you know we've got new shows going up so some of these guys have to be here for part of it and yeah so that'll be a little tricky a little, little tricky but we'll work it out we'll that's life out. right very exciting Yes, Tricky. it is. Are you life. excited about your show, Teresa? I am. I'm getting that way. A little scared, a little nervous, excited. <laughs> People are going to judge you. I know they are. That's what's scared. Who cares? Like John's going to be judging, judging you. Well, John won't even watch. So I think matter. it's going to be like the NPR skit on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm hoping for. So, <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be cross between that and Thelma and Louise and, and Lucy and, and Ethel. A little bit of you. A little bit of everybody and it's just going to be bizarre but you know trippy <laughs> I don't know and are you it's going to ex- be fun are you excited Craig about the Universal show no no <laughs> no oh, just um, being on no. glad, glad to hear it <laughs> it'll be a good time it'll you better, be fun you better make believe when the camera goes on you I always do a good job at that. I don't look at you right now, man. That you're on He's 11 right now. I, I think I got more yeah. comments this past week about how much I was smiling than I ever have in my life. Yeah. But he doesn't like it. That's <laughs> scary, isn't it? People don't get to see how tired we are getting all this stuff ready. So and then I'm whenever sorry they see me, actually, that my children like, make you smile. <laughs> <laughs> Great picture on my Facebook page. Uh, of uh, Julie and Corey's son Ferris on Craig's shoulders during uh, oh. during podcast cruise. Actually, Thanks. I was really happy with all the pictures I put up. I got some great yeah, pictures. Yeah, they're beautiful. This trip. And uh, 
you know, of course, my mom and my aunt Edith and my aunt Janice were. <laughs> well, they the were a trip. Oh my god! And gosh. they were they were something else, and they had such a great time. They had such a great time. They loved meeting everybody and got to do, you know, things that they you know had never thought they would do. Especially when we got to Castaway Key, they were like, "Okay, Peter, this is just beyond." Um, and it's so cool, especially seeing it through the eyes of somebody who's doing it for the first time. That you know that that kind of oh my god, look what they do! This is so incredible. It kind of reminds you what a great job Disney does, and so many great things to talk about from that cruise. Uh, so, so many great experiences on that cruise. But we talk about that in the show right after this one. So yeah, it's off. It's just no. It keeps buzzing. Well. <laughs> So it's all Facebook. <laughs> it's all Facebook. Um, Want to remind everyone, our, the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged goes up every Thursday on iTunes and on DizUnplugged.com. This week's show, Tom Bell takes a look at the Hilton Garden Inn, and Tony Spatel reviews the House of Blues. Great restaurant out there, by the way. Plus, in a segment recorded on board the cruise, the team shares their hits and misses of 2014. So that's coming up this Thursday, disunplugged.com. You can also subscribe to them on iTunes. Just search for Disunplugged Disneyland Edition and subscribe to them. Why are you laughing at me? I just, uh, Tom told me that I asked Tom, where did you record that on the ship? And I was like, did you do it, you know, up on deck, you know, have a few cocktails? No, it was in a stateroom. <laughs> and it was in a stateroom. State and so I, I just started laughing, imagining the five of them were crammed in the stateroom. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. Great team, great show. You should really check it out. Um, even if you're not planning a trip to Disneyland, I think if you spend just a few episodes listening to that team talk about it, uh, you'll want to go. You'll understand why uh, Disneyland is so awesome. I cannot wait to get out there next uh, next week. Chance to do another Backstage Magic, my favorite ABD. I have some information about your upcoming trip. Uh, I know. I saw that email that came through. Is you talking about the email that came through from, uh, yeah. Yeah, from them. I saw Exciting that yesterday. Stuff. Cool stuff. Some cool stuff. Very cool stuff. So, um, I think I got through everything in housekeeping that I had. Anybody else? Um, do we want to say we we raised over four thousand dollars for Give Kids the World on the cruise? Yes, we did within one hour. Whoa, that just amazing. That was awesome. That was a power hour, and that's that was awesome. We were selling uh, raffle tickets for the favorite things, and uh, also you will see if you watch the show. Coming up next, uh, we give away, I think, the biggest prize we've ever given away. Mm -hmm. um, and a great and reaction to a that, great too. great reaction to it. It was awesome. I kept saying to him, you have to step back into the shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have to come back into the shot. Yeah, I wanted to make sure we captured that on, on camera. So, But I'm not going to give anything away. You all have to watch if you want to know. Um, anything else in housekeeping? All right, then let's get to the poll results from the show uh, that went up a couple weeks ago. We asked you how Disney service has changed, or if Disney service has changed over the years. 5% of you said it has gotten better. 36% of you think it has gotten worse. 17% of you said it has pretty much stayed the same. And 42% of you said it has gone up and down over the years. Um, so only 5% of the audience think service has gotten better. Um, and even if you had that 17% in that says, says it stayed the same, it's 22% of the audience. Yeah, that other 80% is 
I don't think Disney would be happy with that. No, I don't think that's a good number. I don't think it's a good number. Um, I will say that, uh, you know, as has always seems to be the case, level of service on board Disney Cruise Line far exceeds what I what I get in the parks. You know, no college program. People that are working to support their families, they're vested, uh, they're well trained, um, uh, and you know, I, I walk off every single Disney cruise getting to know at least two or three crew members. You know, know about their families, know about their backgrounds, know about you know what their plans are. That's very unique too. In in as far as Disney's products are concerned, <coughs> excuse me, that's very unique to Disney Cruise Line because you do spend you know three, four, seven days with the same. You keep seeing the same people over and over again, and and I know that you can't necessarily do that in the theme parks, but it adds this extra layer that adds on to the guest service. Exactly. I will say this. Um. We stayed in, uh, we, we had a one-bedroom suite on the ship, so we were in concierge. And I can say this definitively, with absolutely no hesitation, the concierge on board the Disney Magic, in particular Angeline, and I think Michelle was Michelle was, at, she was awesome. Um, the, these people were the best concierge I have ever experienced anywhere, hotel, cruise line, you name it, doesn't matter. The level of service was superb. Did you notice that there was a change also in that, first of all, they're now wearing pins that uh, make them recognizable as concierge. Mm -hmm. There were things that were branded concierge in our stateroom. They've really upped their game. And I think it's made them more visible. Uh, and I think by being more visible, you're a little more accountable. So I was I was thrilled with it. They were wonderful. They, I am not a huge consumer of concierge services. I don't usually find I have a need for them on this trip. We did a couple different times. Yeah. And it usually happened without me knowing it happened. There are very few occasions where I can say that the additional price to be in concierge is worth it. This was one of the occasions where it was hands down, no question, absolutely worth it. Now, I'm speaking specifically of the concierge we experienced on the magic. I cannot speak for the wonder, the dream, or the fantasy. Um, While I have stayed concierge on those ships, and it has never been bad, it certainly wasn't at this level. Now, whether all of it has changed, or it's just the magic, or we just had a good week, I don't know. But I will tell you that I would go out of my way to sail on the magic in concierge just to have Angeline again. She was that good. Uh, and when I when I talk about coming to your state, you you need, needed something and you called her. She came to your stateroom. You didn't sit on the phone with her. Mm-hmm. She came to your stateroom, sat down, talked to you. What exactly do you need? When it was time for you to do something or go somewhere, she came, picked you up, and brought you there. The level of personal service was absolutely stunning. Something that Michelle explained to us was that. This, uh, the Magic and the Wonder are the only ships that don't have a concierge lounge. When there's a lounge, you have to go to the lounge to talk to the concierge host. You have to go there to get drinks. You have to go there to, to do your shore excursions. For these ships, they come to your stateroom. They knock on your door. They see if And I hope anything. it never changes. Well, she said they're thinking about adding one, but a lounge. But she said she's petitioning to keep the same level of service. Uh, they absolutely should. The, it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. So, um, you know, while we're talking about Disney Cruise Line in this poll, uh, taking, or I'm sorry, we're talking about Walt Disney World in this poll, 
looking at Disney Cruise Line, you know, just the the stark difference between the service level at the at both places is amazing. Hard to imagine it's the same company, and you wonder why some of these best practices on Cruise Line can't be brought over to World. Yeah. And again, well, I think a lot of it has to do with college program. Uh, on Sunday night, I actually went to the very merry Christmas party with my parents. So right after we got off the ship, I basically took a nap and then went to Disney World at night. And I almost pulled my hair out walking around there over like cast members just standing around talking to each other, not actually doing anything. Um, uh, and that's just a shock right after getting off cruise line where every single person goes out of their way to say hello yep. or make you feel really welcome i mean i did have a good one like on uh we got stranded our boat died on the jungle cruise and our skipper nicholas was absolutely fantastic out of this world uh but for the most part yeah it was really frustrating well uh the winners uh as i mentioned two weeks ago we were going to pick two winners today because we didn't have a poll last week so rachel lawrence and mary campbell neal both been contacted on facebook if you or learning about that now for the first time, check your other folder, because one of you was not friends with me. So it doesn't go into your regular folder, it goes into your other folder. You're so judgy. Well, I'm just pointing out that, okay. you know, I tried. Um, <laughs> so just need to get in touch with us, let us know where you would like your $50 Disney gift card sent. We give a $50 Disney gift card out at random to at least one person every week who answers our poll. And uh, we do have another poll running right now, but I'm not going to talk about it until we get to that news story. Um, So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Johnny with the news. All right. Our first news story. Disney wins extra hours dispute with Union. Walt Disney World won a Union dispute over how it distributes unfilled shifts to its employees. An arbitrator sided with Disney last week to uphold the policy to uphold the policy the service Trades Council said made it more difficult for workers at the theme park to land unfilled shifts ahead of time. The Disney policy stipulates that stipulates that workers cannot take an unfilled shift if it would mean working more than 44 hours during the week. So I guess this all falls into Disney wanting to not wanting to pay overtime. Not pay that much overtime because right. they have to pay anything over forty so hours. So if you haven't fulfilled those forty-four hours, then they want you instead of another employee to, to step in. However, that tells me that that's someone who really wants to work that shift, right? Or needs to. Or really needs to, needs to right? more likely. Yeah. So well, good for Disney. They won. I guess. <laughs> I guess right. Um, all right. Well, so that went over really well. <laughs> Let's see if this next news story has any gravitas. Lawsuit alleges injury on Disney World carousel. A Jacksonville, Florida area woman has sued Disney Parks and Resorts, saying she has a permanent disability after she fell from a carousel horse at Walt Disney World in September of 2013. Kathy Hayden alleges in the lawsuit that Disney was negligent. According to the lawsuit, Quote, Disney changed the design of the stirrup that had been in use on the carousel for many years, end quote, uh, in favor of another model which provided less tread traction without anti-slip resistant features and therefore was slippery and dangerous to patrons. (laughs) The suit filed in Orange County Circuit Court also alleges that Disney, quote, failed to warn its invitees of the dangerous uh, conditions. Disney spokesman Brian Melanius said in an email. Ambulance chaser. 
<laughs> said in an email oh, statement. Oh, no, he's not the ambulance. He's a Disney sorry. spokesman. Uh, in an email statement, we believe the lawsuit is without merit and we will respond to it in court. Disney emphasizes safety at its parks in publications such as its report on safety that you can find on its website. Hayden's attorney, Spencer Aaronfield in Miami. That's the ambulance chaser. Said Hayden had been going to the park for 10 years. He said Hayden hit her head on the ground and suffered a brain injury. Oh, my God. You can't legislate, stupid. How come everybody isn't falling off this thing? Well, you know, here's the thing. You know, clearly she suffered a brain injury because she filed this lawsuit, this idiotic lawsuit. You fell in the park. You know what? It's not always Disney's fault. Um, Can I? These slip and falls drive me insane. She was on the horse? uh, I don't know. Was she wearing her belt? (laughs) were Were her hands in the air? Was she like... Yes. She was not wild, Carousel. I believe she was. I think she Sorry. was holding on tight, and her feet were in the stirrups. But they sent it up. They set the speed to centrifuge. Oh, uh, <laughs> <Put> her off. <laughs> I was just going to say, there's a lot of there's a lot of high tech uh, jargon in their safety <laughs> descriptions for a for a really simple ride. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Anti slip technology. I mean, yeah. Use your thighs. Hold on to that horse. You know, you know? it doesn't go that fast. People. <laughs> right. It actually does. Whenever I ride it, Kylie usually has to stand beside me and hold on to my hips to make sure I don't fall. You know, this is a little too much information for me. What are you guys talking about over there? Yeah, you're supposed to hold on to the horse with your thighs. Anybody who knows how to ride a horse knows that. You hold on to the reins or the pole in the case of the carousel. That's the problem. Kylie's not holding on to you with her thighs. Oh, okay. Oh, man. Wow. I'm really glad you didn't. Downhill fast. (laughs) This is going downhill very fast. (laughs) He wanted us to like his news story. We liked it. So, I don't know. I mean, look. I'm sorry. A judge will decide, but it sure sounds like a slip and fall to me. Um that that's all this is. Someone, is. Chat, someone in chat described it as natural selection. <laughs> in the oh. Yeah, the Dar. She's a, she's a candidate for this year's Darwin Awards. Yeah. So. I mean, you don't want to see anybody. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm not saying that. But fun of that. But it seems a little silly that this is a child's ride that you specifically put children off. on, right? What about people who don't reach the stirrups? Right. It's you know what. Yeah. People look for opportunities. <laughs> I'm not saying this is what she's doing. This is just kind of what it sounds like. Yeah, Allegedly, exactly what it is. she's looking to cash in because Disney's a big target. Um, interested to see what a judge says, but hopefully it gets laughed out of court. This wasn't your and poll it, one? I have also have to say, no, it could have been an poll. injury that was already there that she was not aware of. I you mean, seriously. See, hmm. You didn't see my email? I added a new story to the end of this? I did. I have it on the end. I didn't know that okay. was the poll one. She needs to That's buy Suzanne one. Summers' thigh master. She does. All right. Our next news story. Thank goodness. Construction <laughs> details emerge <laughs> on Universal Orlando's mystery project. According to documents filed with the Florida Department of Environmental Prote- Protection, the Universal Orlando Group is planning well said planning a construction project <laughs> east of Turkey Lake Road and south of its Cabana Bay Beach Resort. The report says that construction will go on through November of 2016, covering 53 acres. Universal remains silent about it, but several sources speculated about the project in July, hinting that it may be a water park. As of now, Universal has wet and wild, uh, but having an on-property water park could lure guests to extend their stays at the theme park an extra day. 
this counts as another project Universal has in its pipeline as the company looks to replace the now-closed NASCAR restaurant at CityWalk. The company also has, is working on its fifth hotel. <clears throat> Craig, what do you think? Is this, is this a water park? Oh, yeah. it's There's no doubt it's a water park. Um, we talked about it a little bit on the Universal show way back when, uh, back in July, I guess that would have been whenever all this came out. And uh, all you have to do is look up the trademarks and you can find Volcano Bay and right. Wonder Sea Island. So they have names and they're, they're getting ready to push forward on it. Um, it's they're, I mean, they have a ton of land still, but they're also running out of land very quickly. <laughs> so this is one of the... Uh, one of the only plots that they can uh, still expand on right now that we know um, after the announcement of Sapphire Falls Resort on the uh, on the other side with Royal Pacific. Now that that room's gone, this one's the only place that really could fit a water park. So it just makes sense. Wet and Wild is profitable, and that's what I was going to say. Is that you know Wet and Wild actually does really well. It does, but it's it, you have to get off property mm-hmm. to go to it, and then still they own that patch of land, so that's still on property in a way, but it's not. Uh, so rumors have also been flying that they're going to try to buy back all that land in between. Uh, Which they never Universal should have sold in the first place. Right. Yeah, and so that would mean taking over no that choice. ale house and that Friday's a couple of those hotels, just bulldozing them all down. And then that would also provide room for probably two more hotels and a, a third park over there. So as long as Comcast is willing to put up the money. Well, I... I very, very interested to see what the uh, financials are for, uh, you know, when they come out with their report of top theme parks and market share and things like that. Very interested to see what that looks like next year. Yeah. And uh, because I think that's going to, you know, if they keep taking market share away from Disney, Comcast is going to be keep pumping more and more money into it. And I would love to see that. I would love to see them buy back that land. And especially that particular area, because it's kind of crappy, uh, to see them like take that and do something with it. I, I'd be all for that. I'd be all for that. So. Yeah. But you think, you think it's a water park? Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. It's Hands a water down. park. Uh, my, my guess would be that it was a liquid-themed park. You know, like wow. attractions based on liquid. No, it's a water park. Okay. <laughs> You'd be wrong. <laughs> it's, it's exciting, liquid too, to see what they can actually liquid. do with it. What the heck? Ride the lava. Uh, he hit his head. He hit his head. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was he on the merry ground? Yeah, yeah he, he, he hit his head in the cruise. He hasn't been right since. So. Bless your heart. All right. Do you want me to do the last news story, or do you want to do it? Well, I just wanted to kind of talk about it. Um, very interesting thing I read this morning. Um, that really struck me that Virgin, you know, Virgin Airlines, you know, Virgin, Virgin, Richard Branson's Virgin, uh, apparently by the end of the decade, which means in the next five years, plans to have two ships and its cruise line, which it's forming. And what I thought was funny, what struck me here, um, where is it? Sorry. Um, about three sentences down. So you can go on a plane, a boat, or in a spaceship. Right, yeah. Well, I, I actually, they used a, a phrase like, it's going to be hip, and it's cool, and it's edgy. And then they announced that Tom McAlpin, 
the former CEO of Disney Cruise Line, is heading it up. And there are three words. I've met the man. There are three words you cannot use to describe Tom McAlpin. Cool, hip, or edgy. Um, But the fact that they picked him, of all the people they could have picked to head up this cruise line, is, I think, very, very telling. I think this is another entrant. This is an entrant in the boutique cruise market. And because that's what Disney Cruise Line is for as, you know, big and glamorous as the Disney name is. The fact is that where cruise lines are concerned, Disney's small, small fish. You know, Royal Caribbean has, what, 28, 29 ships. Mm -hmm. Carnival has over 40. Um, Disney's a very, very small line. It's a a boutique cruise line and started off with two ships. Branson is starting off with two ships originally at initially out of Miami. But I think it's only a matter of time before one of them ends (laughs) up in Port Canaveral. Um, I think on some level they're going after Disney. And I think that's the reason they brought in Tom McAlpin, is to maybe aim at a slightly different version of the adult market with children. I was going to say, I don't, I can't, Virgin to, Virgin Group to me seems the opposite of Disney. Like Branson is really about sort of edge on the edge and doing weird things and pushing the envelope. I don't see it being as going after Disney. Disney's really in that family market. Um, that's just how it looks to me. Well, I think I think the choice of Tom McAlpin is a very interesting choice. I think it, he he brings to it the um, experience of having cruise ships built. You know, he's he was there for the production of, of certain ships, so he can bring that level to it. But I don't know that he's going to bring this. I found the I found the sentence you were looking for. Um, the idea that it's informal, fun, sexy, hip, and cool. Okay, none of those words <laughs> right. apply. Oh, sexy, hip, and cool. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I love Disney Cruise Line. I do not consider Disney Cruise Line sexy, hip, and cool. No. I think it's a great family product. It's got some cool stuff. It's got some... It's on the uh, the the edge of technology, you know, when it comes to that stuff. But it, that does not describe just a cruise sexy line. cruise line. Clearly, yeah, you wear it fathoms every night. <laughs> yeah, well, you made it sexy and hip, Craig. Is what happened. Oh, I didn't. It was your project. I just was... watched the sexy and hip happen. Did it? <laughs> it was what Dustin. I think is really funny is yeah. did anyone see that the la- the most recent test of his space shuttle program like exploded? Well, yeah, of so, course. You know. Be careful on one of those first cruises going out, because you don't know what's going to happen. Well, luckily those don't have rockets strapped to them. So. You never know. Well, it just... It, the guy it, from NSYNC has signed up to be the first one. He's going to be one of the first cruisers. Well, it just made me think that, you know, uh, a lot of cruise lines, be it Carnival, Royal Caribbean, in particular Royal Caribbean, have been very aggressive going after that family market. You now have Virgin coming in, and whether you like it or not, they're going to be competing against Disney in the Miami market with the magic going out of there. Uh, be interesting interesting to see what their price point is. But Disney is facing more and more competition. There is a rumor, a very, very good rumor, that uh, Royal Caribbean is going to move either the Oasis or the Allure to Port Canaveral. And I'm going to tell you something, that if that happens, when that happens, Disney's in for, they're going to have a run for their money. Because that is a spectacular ship that offers a lot of things Disney doesn't, has an amazing area for kids, and it's half the price. So we asked the question in this week's poll, would you consider sailing on a cruise line other than Disney? Given that there's all this competition um, starting to build, would you consider uh, 
sailing on some uh, cruise line other than Disney. And uh, we put this poll up just before we went live with the show. We've already got over 300 responses. 58% of you are saying, yes, you would absolutely sail on a cruise line other than Disney. 16% are saying, no, it is Disney all the way. And 26% are saying, maybe I might consider it. So it seems like people are open. I mean, obviously, we've got to let this run a little while longer. This is a an early look, but... Well, I know with my brief experience on Royal Caribbean, you know, I have done more Disney than Royal Caribbean. Um, to me, it, it's a toss-up. It, it depends on the experience that I want to have. You know, there's a certain experience I want to have on Disney, but there's a certain experience I want to have on Royal Caribbean. That's my opinion. Because I will say that the service on Royal Caribbean, th- there's not a lot of daylight between Disney and Royal Caribbean in service, in my I opinion. I actually don't find any. Um, I just, I find it to be equitable. And I think I love Royal Caribbean. There's actually more adult things that I find interesting. Plus, they have a casino, and I understand that Disney doesn't, but right. they have a casino. If there was a cruise line that was sexy, cool, and edgy, I'd be one of the first people to sign up. I love Royal Caribbean ships, but I don't consider them sexy, cool, and edgy either. No, it's it's cruising at a different. What's happened is the cruise industry has incrementally grown, and they've done these changes that are fun and interesting, but no one's come along in a very long time and really broken the mold. So if he's willing to do that, I think it's going to be – we'll, and I think we'll any, be on it. We'll I think anybody, anybody has to be a little nervous, somebody with that much money, and, and is going to – you know Deep, deep pockets that never seem to, to run dry. No, never do. Crazy, out of his mind, willing to do anything. And he's a brilliant marketer. Right. He's a brilliant, brilliant marketer. I mean, his name alone has gotten attention. You know, just the fact that his name is Ex- on exactly. It. Before exactly. before we move on, real quick, I just it was in my head, and I had to say this. How would you? It, it's going to be a problem ordering non-alcoholic drinks on this cruise ship. But don't. Oh man! Well, have a virgin pina colada, but oh. it's a. Uh, oh, I've got to explain it. Well, <laughs> yeah, because that, that's the mark of a great joke. It <laughs> is really um, the one so, that comes with a footnote. <laughs> so that is our that is our poll question for this week. Would you consider sailing on a cruise line other than Disney? That poll is currently up on the Diz Unplugged Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash Diz Unplugged. And uh, we are going to select one person at random from everyone who responds to our poll to win a $50 Disney gift card. And Before we move ahead, I just have to address something that's going on in chat. Sure. I just want people to know that Royal Caribbean, and I believe other, I believe NCL does it, offers studio uh, staterooms for single people that that's don't have NCL. the singles. I don't, I don't, does Royal do it? Yeah, Royal on their new ships has NCL that. started it. Right. Yeah. NCL was so the first So there are single staterooms you can, because they're talking about the fact that single people kind of get the, the Royal stick. Cream, Royal Caribbean on their new ships are now doing this thing where it's, where it's I, best way I can describe it is like pod rooms. They could be for one person, or you can open them up and have a family stay and have kids stay in. Well, on, on Norwegian, it's just uh, there are small staterooms, about 125 square feet. So it's a bed, a television, a bathroom. Uh, but then you have a common area that's shared with everyone else staying in these, and they're only single accommodations. So you have like your own bar there. It's and, like a, almost like a dormitory style. Yeah. Yeah, with a common with a Hostel common living area, and <laughs> that is exactly half the price. That is, you know, whatever the per person price is for a certain category stateroom, that's what you're paying for. The, you know, so there's no single supplement. Whereas, you know, in, on other cruise lines, 
if you're one person in a regular room, you're paying at least 175% of the per person cruise fare. And nowadays, and now it's 200. And a lot of times it's 200%. So that's the, but Royal Caribbean and Norwegian both offer uh, alternatives for, for single passengers. So, but uh, that is our poll question for this week. So head on out to uh, facebook.com slash disunplugged and let us know what you think. We'll have the full results on next week's show. And that is going to do it for the news. Thank you, John. We are going to move on to our caption this. We didn't have one for last week, but we do have one for this week. Taking, taken during my birthday party on board the Magic, uh, we were visited by Goofy and Pluto. And I got just I just got to say I wasn't kidding around when I was talking at the party. <coughs> Goofy has a body on him. Oh, he does. Oh, underneath. My the, uh, lord! I touched parts of it. That, it, was, it was there was a body under there. I was like, wow. Okay. Did you touch Goofy in two places? <laughs> no, but Goofy definitely was trying to take Teresa back to his stadium. <laughs> yeah, Goofy had some muscles. To the doghouse. Yeah. So. But uh, there's a picture of me with Goofy uh, during my 50th birthday party, which was awesome. Great cake, too. Well, I got to tell you, that was the best thing I tasted the entire cruise. The cake was so good. Why do all of the other desserts taste like that and they can make a cake like that? Well, the, as the pastry chef said to me, it's because the Hungarians made it. That's all right. I said, well, then the Hungarians should be making the rest of the desserts on the ship because, okay, no. They run those desserts through a flavor vacuum. Um, but uh, so that's the caption this for this week. Again, head out to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash disunplugged and add your caption. We'll have our favorite captions on next week's show. And so we're going to move on to rapid fire, but I would really like it to be less rapid this week because I still have 20 minutes to fill. Um that's why I was throwing that joke out there. I'll go first. <laughs> oh, you were. <laughs> oh, yeah. Time. That was that was direction that was. Yeah, because that was gonna that was gonna give us ten minutes of discussion. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, Lenny Bruce. I have ah. Uh, okay, I'll stop. It's an old taxi joke. What does yellow mate mean? Go slower. What does ah? Uh, Oh, man. All righty. John, we're going to start with you. All right. Mine is hot off the presses, news that just came out this morning. There are two new Adventures by Disney trips that have been announced. There's a Spain vacation and a Tuscany vacation. Spain is nine days, eight nights, Madrid, Segovia, Cordoba, Seville, Ronda, Marbella. What is Cadillacs? And Barcelona. <laughs> um... The, we have the information on our site about what happens every day and all that good stuff. And it sounds like it's a pretty good trip. We don't know dates exactly yet. Disney has not released the specific dates for each of these trips. I can tell you, though, that pricing for this trip is going to be starting at $5,300 per person. It's about, about right. Adult double occupancy going up to about $6,800 per person uh, adult occupancy. Um the Italy vacation is Florence and the Chianti region of Tuscany. And this one is really focused more around food. There's truffle hunting and wine blending and all truffle sorts of... Truffle hunting? Do you get a pig? <laughs> and uh, the price on this ranges from $4,600 <coughs> per person, adult double occupancy, to 6000 The issue with the Florence trip, seven days, six nights, is that it's like four hotels... 
in six nights. There's a lot of fleeing. And I think <laughs> this this one sounds arduous. Spain seems a little bit easier to handle. Um, we'll have to wait and we see exactly what's going to happen each day. But it's it's eight hotels in six nights. Eight hotels in six nights. Mm-hmm. Eight? How can you do, How do you eight do hotels that? in six nights? I don't know. There's or six no hotels in eight nights. No, wait a minute. No, four hotels. I'm sorry. Four <laughs> hotels in six nights. <laughs> he was so sure. Night. And he's moving. sitting there. I'm questioning about it, and he's confirming it, even though I'm repeating <laughs> it back to him. We have to practice the gazintas. 2 a.m. You're moving to a new hotel. And I think the best part is you all believed me in the beginning. <laughs> yes, that's awful. That's really bad. Well, let's see. Hang on one second. Let me do... Spain is... Four hotels in eight nights. In eight nights. So that's a different hotel every two nights. And Italy is. When we did the Germany trip. Stop it. I'm doing my gazintas. Four hotels in six nights. When we did the Germany trip, we had eight nights and we had four hotels. Was it harrowing? Um, Not harrowing, but it's. Annoying. I I like to unpack. (laughs) There wasn't a lot of unpacking. Yeah. So it's. I want to do the eight hotels in six months. <laughs> <laughs> just to see how they do it. Well, join us for the seven, seven, seven and seven. You don't actually get a room. You just hang out in the lobby. That reminds me of our California trip many, many years ago yes. when we did. We did some of the uh, some of the partner hotels they were working. We felt like we were being chased. It was like, do we pay the bill at this hotel? Because it feels like we didn't. Um, excited to see these trips come out. I'm hoping that people. Uh, show some interest in it. If it wasn't for the number of hotel- hotels in Tuscany, I think Kevin and I would be one of the first ones to sign up. We love Tuscany, Florence. Can you think area. of anything that would keep you from going to Italy? No. I'll stay in 10 hotels in four nights. It doesn't matter. Let's just go to Italy. I just want to go back. Yeah. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, we don't have the information. We don't have it built into our calculator yet on our site on Dreams Unlimited Travel. So send an email to Kevin. Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com and as soon as we have all of that working, he will get you a quote. Kevin Close, the number one seller of Adventures by Disney in the United States. Ta-da! Nobody sells more <laughs> of it than he does. So, very proud of him. Babies all grown up safe in China. <laughs> Nobody puts baby in a corner. Alright, um, thank you, John. Kevin. You're welcome. Alright, mine is, you can have a taste of Hollywood winter grab-and-go. It's a fantastic, a fantastic package. For, it's available from December 24th through December 31st. You enjoy a picnic. Yes, I said the word picnic. Picnic. Plus reserved seating for the first or second Fantasmic show at Hollywood Studios. The first show of the evening is at 630 uh, from the 24th through the 31st. You pick up the meal at Min and Bill's Dockside Dinner, Diner excuse me, from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. <laughs> Your receipt will be uh, used as your entrance to Fantasmic. Uh, the second show is at 8 p.m., and seating is first come, first serve. Menu items to go are a vegetable sandwich, which is ginger marinated tomatoes, cucumbers, quinoa, salad, and chocolate cake. Ew. <laughs> marinated in ginger? Everything? Everything oh. The chocolate cake marinated in ginger. <laughs> the shrimp salad, which is a fresh pita, ginger marinated tomato and cucumbers, <laughs> mandarin orange, and cheesecake. A lot of ginger in those. Are you sure it's not marinated in orange cheesecake? 
Oh, maybe it is. Mandarin orange cheesecake. <laughs> mm. I put a comma where there was no comma. I don't know if that's true. Golden fried chicken, which is with roasted garlic mashed potatoes, sweet corn, and carrots with a warm apple crisp. And all, all done in ginger. All soaked in ginger. And a cold cut roast beef sandwich with creamy horseradish. Radish. Classic potato salad, grilled asparagus, and chocolate cake. All of these are sixteen ninety nine, but you get a receipt that gets you into Fantasmic. Where are you picnicking at, though? Wherever you want. The busy, busy, the busy area. week, and you're they're just giving you a meal to go. It's like that thing they used to do in Animal Kingdom, know, where you pick I up like, a bucket lunch. There was lunch room to eat over there. Where are you going to eat in Hollywood Studios? Maybe you take it into Fantasmic with you. I sit outside. The, there's some tables outside the commissary, like three. But that's a smoking area. <laughs> and there's a couple um, of areas outside of um, Hollywood Brown Derby. And there's tables in front of Min and Bill's. Two. <laughs> I guess. Well, you know. I'm not suggesting that you do this. <laughs> I'm suggesting you go to get Min and Bill's and get one of those rolls that they stick on a spike and then put a hot dog or the a injected, sausage in the middle. Injected weenie dog, though. Who yeah, knew that it could be so oh, I didn't expect those words today. Injected <laughs> weenie dog. Those are good. But it's exactly what it is. They take a hot dog yeah, and they, they put it on a spike and then... They stick it on a hot dog. Every man in the room had a little shiver down their spine. <laughs> down their spine. Um, all right, Kevin, thank you. <laughs> Teresa. God. All right. New restaurant opened up right next to the Welcome Center. Marina Restaurante just opened up last week. I tried it yesterday. Um, it's pretty good. It's a little pricey. They do have lunch specials. What kind of restaurant is it? It's Italian. Okay. Um, I did the spaghetti carbonara yesterday, and we also tried the... Ravioli in butter and sage sauce. It was good. Is it in the same strip mall? It's where, right the, it's where the Cuban place used to be. Really? Right next door. And they deliver right next door for me. <laughs> you can't wow, it is, it is a little pricey for a It's a little pricey, but the ravioli was freshly made. It Look, was made right he there. He even wrote his name on top. I, I wrote it on there. So oh, okay. Gino. Gino. Gino owns the place. <laughs> There were, was some confusion. Someone told me his name was Luigi, but he told me it was Gino. So. Oh, interesting. <laughs> anyway, it's right next door, and you know, try it out if you're in the area. All right. It's good. And the Welcome Center is located at 6550 North Atlantic Avenue. Sweet, Sweet B. B. Okay. Yes, and we have Florida. our Christmas decorations up and stop by. And you're working on a really cool thing. You're working on a bulletin board for our Dreams Unlimited Travel agents. Yeah, Talk a we bit just about got that. that. The first um, version just went up, and we're showcasing 1.0. two or three of our agents every month. Um, as the agents, more of the agents send me an information, I'll change it. More. And I also want to do podcast. Everybody works for the company. I would like to have them up there and showcase a little bit. We've got an area on the board for local restaurants that we've tried, and we're working our way through most of them. And um, then we've got a Teresa's little, eating her way through pork and Eating my way through pork and That's <laughs> Simply right. Delicious is on the board, right? Simply Delicious is not on the board at the moment. Um, the new place, The Preacher's on the board. We're loving that place, too. It's a little... Why wouldn't Simply Delicious be there? Since because it's... the menu's too heavy to hang on the board at the moment. But we, i got to go down and get... Because I'm actually putting the menus up, too. Oh, I see. No, I, I always mention it when people come in. And um, we also have a section for just um, travel news. And just little tidbits that we found interesting that we want to pass along. Very cool. So, yeah, something new. Something Excellent. Thank you, Teresa. Sure. Mrs. Julie Martin. Mine's really rapid, so sorry. Um, the Memory Maker package, the price is going up by 20 bucks Instead of $149, it's now $169, $169. So... For the pre, for pre buying, right? That's it's, an advanced purchase that's price. Advanced purchase, if you yeah. get to the parks, it's $199. Yeah. So, so it's still so, a deal. Still I would deal. still buy an advance for sure. So, say more about that. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I find clients 
take advantage of that are very happy yes. that they've taken it that have taken advantage of it before they get to the parks. Save a little bit of money and you're going to get all your pictures. Mm-hmm. So you know why wouldn't you do it? Because because one is fifteen bucks. That's right. Do it and it frees your hands up from taking all these pictures too. You know if you're not a picture taker, let someone do it. Well, it really disgusts you, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Mrs. Martin. Dustin Thomas West. Yes, I'll take my time because I got to get something ready here. Okay. Yeah, um, good time to start doing that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, I have it. Let me adjust my mic. Sorry, I have some information on. Sport. I wanted you to. I, I wanted you to elongate these by doing something interesting or talking about something interesting, <laughs> not watching you. <laughs> adjust your mic. Well, now I have it fixed. Um, I have Dustin's information. Been fixed. I have information on Star Wars Weekends 2015. New details uh, for both the dates and the uh, character dining experiences that they're going to have this year. Um, Let's see. Uh, The dates are every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, starting the weekend of May 15th and ending the uh, weekend of June 14th. So a whole month of Star Wars weekends on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Uh, And then there's two uh, separate um, character dining uh, experiences. There's the Jedi Mickey's Star Wars Dine, which is at the Hollywood and Vine restaurant. You can meet uh, the Disney characters wearing their Star Wars uh, costumes. So that's like Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck wearing the Star Wars costumes at... um, Hollywood and Vine. Uh, you can also use that for a Fantasmic package. Um, that's uh, fifty-seven ninety-nine for adults and thirty-four ninety-nine for kids. Um, there's the other one that's the Star Wars Galactic Dine-In Breakfast at the Sci-Fi Dine-In Restaurant, and that's where the real Star Wars characters—Darth Vader, Boba Fett, the uh, Jawa, Greedo, and the Stormtroopers—will uh, all be there. Um, that one is doesn't seem to be a part of the Fantasmic package, but that is um, forty nine ninety nine for adults and thirty one ninety nine for. Now, kids. can people get reservations now for this, or is it? Um, let me see. It, it doesn't seem to say, but uh, reser- no, I was gonna say it's probably going to be one hundred and eighty days out. Yeah, but if you need to make reservations, obviously you can do it online, or you can call their dining number, or you can use your uh, travel agent. But um, I think you're right. I think it will be uh, the the normal dining. Right. Days. So there will be a frenzy for people trying to get these, and well, people are, will be sad. And aren't we kind of close to that 180-day mark? What? When's the dates? It's. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I cut to the wrong person. <laughs> it's. Um, it starts May, uh, the weekend of May 14th, and ends. Yeah, the, we're there. We're, we're coming there. up on oh, wow. it. We're there because I've already done dining for May. I didn't realize we were that close. Yeah. Yeah. It's December. Okay, so if you want it, you can probably. Uh, Probably get it, and I do it because they uh, they run out quick. There's it's yeah those yeah, character meals for Star Wars weekends, boy, they are gone. Yeah, as soon as they're available. Yeah, that's already so. there. I know it is. So we're already there. Yeah, but uh, those are those are fun and popular. So that's mine. Star Wars stuff, and I'm interested to see if anything happens uh, this year for the new movie in Star Wars weekends. If they do anything at all, I know they're going to have Star Wars Celebration. They usually do that in San Diego, I think, or they or do they move that around? Okay. Either way. They have moved it. Okay, but either way, that's this year as well. But I'm interested to see if they do anything. Who for the saw new movie. the Saturday Night Live thing on Star Wars for the? <laughs> oh my God. Did y'all see it? Was that? Perfect. <laughs> that was awesome. I like when the uh, droid rolls by and they're like, "What is that thing?" <laughs> I liked whatever whoever it was with the walker made of lightsabers. And the, that was James Franco, I think. And the uh, the dude dressed up with like Princess Leia was hilarious. Bobby too. Moynihan. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah, talk amongst yourselves. 
for a second. So the Star Wars trailer. Star Wars. Yeah. What is there to talk about? Well, Craig, do you have a rapid fire? I do have a rapid fire because I'm I just, just not quite ready for it. I just uh, I got the Galactic Breakfast. Just booked it for the fourteenth. Well, for the very first one. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. So that, that one's 14th? available. The other ones are showing uh, no availability. May 14th. When are we going to go touch Bette Midler? <laughs> we are going on May 22nd. Pete is going with us on May 11th. But there will be no touching. So you'll be back by the 14th to touch? Well, he's not going away. From he's going to be able oh. to see her from a distance. From a distance. The world. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! This is what I hate Disney's today. website. How much more do you want? I hate Disney's website. I really do. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> so, Teresa, how's your car doing? I don't know. It's sitting down at the gas station, chilling out. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Craig. Oh, okay. So uh, you may speak. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, uh, people got food from trucks, and <laughs> Disney decided to one day add trucks with food into their uh, downtown Disney complex. Someone needs to adjust his Thorazine drip. (laughs) 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 Don't be a a little too high. And for the longest time, they had no home, no permanent home, but now they do at Exposition Park. Um, I think we have a picture of that, don't we? Oh, yeah. That would would be nice, too. That was my bad. I can't do two things at once. Exposition Park, if you can't tell, that's located between Bongo's and Starbucks at the uh, west side of downtown Disney. And uh, so they're going to have their four trucks out there, the Namaste Cafe, Superstar Catering, Fantasy Fair, World Showcase of Flavors. I believe somewhere I read that it would also have the ESPN food truck that they have. Um, So it's there now. The food trucks are pretty good. If you still haven't tried it yet, usually they're not open or they're parked at random locations where no one can find them. Lately, they've been Um, over by House of Blues because that's like the only place they can be. It's all just random. So I'm glad that they finally do have a place. So now they're permanently there. I hope so. That's okay. what they said. Well, that's but truck park or something, isn't it? That's like exposition park. park, RV parking or whatever. I it's the cupcake truck over there. And Walmart's parking lot. Well, it's perfect. They have one, <coughs> two, three, four, five, six, seven. Sorry. They have eight tables set up. So wow, that's you know that yeah. you'll take be able to stand at one over of there. eight tables. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, pretty good stuff. So when will that be available for consumption? It's it's open now. Okay. So um, I guess go. Sweet. Standing or don't. Um, so. If downtown Disney turns out to be what they're talking about, it's going to be incredible. Yeah. We saw an incredible um, explanation of it at our um, um, Disney's Earmark con- uh, convention this year, and it was unbelievable the things they showed us. Hopefully, it turns out the way they say. But it looks I'm like very it, excited yeah. for Disney Springs. I really am. Well, the parking lot's great. The garage. It is the magical parking garage? Yes, it is. It's very magical, to say the least. The day I went was the day it opened, and it was still, like, half-finished, and there was there was 
ashes and sparks flying all around. Oh, nice. No, there wasn't, oh, so it's like, there, there wasn't that. It, it was only half open. Or in concrete. Uh, but they have all the, the light systems set up that are in parking garages, some places where it tells okay, you if I don't the know that they deserve extra credit for that. Exactly. They they do because they could have left it out. Did you When you went over there, did you did you see... I, I walked over there and in where Pleasure Island, they're kind of phasing in the new Pleasure Island stuff. They have the some of the new brick walls up for the buildings. Yeah. I got completely lost. I was like, where the heck am oh, yeah. I? No, uh, it looks like good. the boathouse is starting yeah. to really take shape. Yeah. And um, a couple of the other ones that I'm not actually sure what's going there. But it's really, really starting to come together well. And, and, uh, and that pedestrian bridge that goes from Marketplace to Pleasure Island is going to expedite that. If you don't want to go anywhere near the Lego store, that's going to be perfect. Just go on the bridge. Uh, i got to be honest. It kind of makes me wish that City Walk would have kind of lost their whole neon aspect that they decided to continue with yeah. their uh, their new expansion and kind of go for this old-timey town yeah. on the waters aspect because it looks... Just it the, looks gorgeous. Just so. the slowly phasing in yeah. things that I've seen, it gives me really high hopes. It's I'm excited. Be good. All right. Well, thank you for that, Craig. Uh, that is going to do it for our show for this week. And that is going to do it for Dustin and I for this year because this is our last show. Yeah. Until next, uh, until January, January 6th. So next week, Johnny's going to host. Well, there's a surprise. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I need the week off, John. What did you say? I need the week off. You need a week off? <laughs> Johnny. Really? <coughs> Johnny's going to host. Craig's going to produce. And it's going to be the two of us, Craig. I'm going to be at Disneyland. I've got the black lung. It's going to be like Frasier. I think I have consumption. <laughs> oh, that would be good. All right, folks. I really encourage everyone to please stay tuned uh, for uh, the next show coming up, uh, our show from the Disney Magic Podcast Cruise 5.0. Seven minutes of heaven listening to Jody Benson and her husband Ray sing. It will blow you away. So that is going to do it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. And from me to you, a very Merry Christmas. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>